Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poor. My guest today is Communication Director for Albany County, Mary Rozak. And Mary is going to talk about the up, up, up the surge in COVID cases in Albany County. So, Mary, from your perspective, when did COVID cases start increasing? Well, Cynthia, we're we're talking about, you know, as as we tape this today, we've had um, 41 new cases uh, of of positive cases of COVID-19 in Albany County. We had 49 the day before, um, 22 before that, 29, 31. We've had, you know, fairly high double-digit numbers, you know, starting probably the last 10 days or so. Um, Previous to that, we had, you know, a pretty low number um, of positives on a daily basis. Um, so as I take a look back to see when the last time we've had, you know, new cases uh, in the 40s, uh, you know, I'm looking back to the end of April, the April 29th, when we had, you know, 48 cases. And mm-hmm. it was right, you know, right around the end of April when we were, you know, showing you know, this number of, of cases. Um, at that point in time, there are some differences because at that point in time, uh, in April, when I'm looking and seeing uh, on, the, on the day, April 29th, when we reported 48 new positive cases, at that point, we had 24 people in the hospital and six in the ICUs. And we had over 700 people under mandatory quarantine. If I take a look, uh, and fast forward to, you know, today to, to August 4th, we don't have anyone in the ICUs. We have eight people in the hospital, and we have 382 people under mandatory uh, quarantine. So we have just under half, or about half, I should say, uh, the amount of people under mandatory quarantine. Having no people in an ICU um, is great news. We haven't had anyone in an ICU. The last time we had one person in an, an area ICU was July 9th. Um, and we have been lately, you know, we had eight people in the hospital today. There were nine yesterday. We've been hovering in, you know, right around seven, eight, nine people um, for about a good week now. Um, but it wasn't all that long ago when we just had one person in the hospital, and that was, you know, the middle of the month, uh, middle of July, July 19th. And we had those low numbers for a while. Um, so what does what does numbers mean, right? So you know people mm-hmm. keep asking how many of the new cases are attributable to the Delta variant. And when mm-hmm. we talk to the health department, um, this is how it works. It's not as if uh, everybody that's tested that that test goes to see if it has the Delta variant strain, right? The state health department uh, determines 
you know, the samples that it's going to take. So whatever we send, it determines a number, a certain number that are going to be randomly tested for the Delta variant um, because it is expensive to do that testing. And so we don't necessarily know or are told uh, if that comes back and if someone has the Delta, the Delta variant um, uh, COVID. So we don't know. What we do know is that because the Delta variant is highly contagious, because we know that it has from that random testing um, shown, shown a prevalence throughout New York State, we can make an assumption that a fair number are coming uh, of people that are, that are infected are infected with, uh, with the Delta variant. We also, um, we have been trying to figure out it's not as easy as, you know, hitting a button uh, and that it can spit out the information, but we have trying, tried to determine here, and we're in the process of that, the number of new positive cases every day, uh, how many of them may in fact have been uh, for, uh, vaccinated, uh, and it was what they call breakthrough cases. Um, mm -hmm. at, the at the moment, the way, the only way that we have been able to um, get a sense is that when someone comes in, we are asking if they have been vaccinated um, when, they're, when they're coming in to be tested. Uh, that's, that's the one way. Um, but we are working on that so that we can, you know, better provide that information. You know, why is this important? It's important uh, because we know and we have been saying and through all of the other analysis that the majority of people who are uh, getting COVID are those who are unvaccinated. We know that when there are the breakthrough cases with those individuals who have been fully vaccinated who do get COVID, that um, their symptoms, if they display symptoms, that their symptoms are much more mild that they less frequently, almost, you know, a, a very small number require hospitalization and very few, the number, the, the, you know, the, the decrease uh, in the possibility that someone would, would die um, is much lower. Um, so we know that the vaccinations save lives. If you're going to, if you're going to get COVID, uh, if you're going to contract it and it's going to be a breakthrough case, you're much more likely to survive that and survive that in a, in a um, better way, uh, less uh, severe way than if you are not vaccinated. And we see that across the country. If you watch the news reports uh, from across the country, it's, you know, the people that are dying are those who are unvaccinated. The hospitals uh, that are surging to capacity across the country in various areas um, are with people who are unvaccinated. So the message is, it should be, get the vaccination, get the shot, get one of the offered shots and, you know, go through that full series. If it's a uh, Moderna or a Pfizer, get the two shots. If it's a J&J, &J, go get your one shot. Follow the, follow the directions and then you will be able to, to know that you're better protected from COVID-19. So, with, with the Delta variants, what do you think the differences between when COVID first hit us and the Delta variants 
what's the difference? Is it more deadly? Is it more contagious? From well, your well, we know that it. We yeah, we know from our health department, Cynthia. We know that it is more contagious. So if something is more contagious, it means that that those who are um, who are not protected, you know, the spread is 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 easier from person to person. We also know, and the greater fear is, that when there is a variant and it, it starts to gain strength, the chances are that something could mutate to a point where those who are vaccinated and current vaccines could become far less effective against any further mutation. So what, so what exactly does that mean? It means that if you haven't reached herd immunity, if we don't have enough people who have build, built up that immunity and there is still uh, that uh, COVID-19, the variants that are still out there infiltrating uh, those who are unvaccinated, it can then get stronger and build into something that we could potentially need to develop another vaccine. Um, think about it like the flu. We talk about from year to year that they try and predict when it comes to the flu how to best protect when they're coming up with, with the, the vaccine. And so some uh-huh. years, some years it's, it's a higher effective rate because what, what they have, have, have projected they need to protect us from Will, will be more effective against um, against the flu. And some years it's not. Mm-hmm. What happens is they come up with, they being, uh, they being those um, vaccine providers who have done the research and come up with these emergency authorized vaccines, have been able to get something that the effective rate, the efficacy rate is high against, to protect us against COVID-19. You start taking and adding a variant that's mutating and getting stronger, and you add that to the mix, and sooner or later, what you had to battle against the initial COVID-19 may no longer be effective because, because that, that virus is now stronger than, than the protection that we have. And so that's why it's very important for people to go out and get their shots to protect not only themselves, but to protect others so that this doesn't continue to mutate into something else. And then we're back at square one. Uh, You raised a very interesting point. You said go out and get your shot. I think there's a lot of people, um, you know, I've talked to friends who, refuse, absolutely refuse to get vaccinated. And I'm sure you know people also. And no matter what the evidence is, what what you read in the newspaper, what you see on TV, they will not be uh, persuaded, you know, in the face of, you know, a, a terrible illness. Um, do you yeah. think that... that do you think that people are, are are getting the vaccine 
do you think that slowly working towards people be, becoming vaccinated, or do you think that there's still a percentage of the population that refuses to get the vaccine? Yeah. There, you know, every day we inch, and I say inch, and I really mean that, closer to reaching that 70%, uh, particularly in Albany County. As of today, we have 62.2% of Albany County residents have been vaccinated. We we have currently 66.9% of our population that's got the first dose. And then when it comes to those who are 18 and over uh, who have a first dose, it's 77.6%. So we are making progress, but as I say, inching closer. It goes up maybe, maybe a tenth of a percent a day. At that rate, look how many weeks it's going to take us, how much longer it will take us to get to that 70% herd immunity for the fully vaccinated in Albany County. It's going to be a while yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we, you know, we, have, we have hit a point where um, getting the message through, it, it's, it's, it's harder and harder. Um, you know, there were people that were on the fence. I think we've, we've you know, made good uh, inroads uh, in those communities. There are people who, um, you know, who trust and who believe their own physicians they believe, uh, you know, those who are in their own circles, in their own communities, in their churches, um, in, in their, their groups. And so they need to listen and, and hear what is being said. And people trust, people trust their friends and family. People trust the leaders in their own community. And so that's why it was so important for us to partner, and we, have, we continue to partner, um, with those groups to say, you know what, we need more people to roll up their sleeves. And if it means that you need to hear from your neighbor about why it was important that he or she got the shot, if you need to go to hear from your pastor, if you need to, if you need to go to your doctor and hear what your doctor has to say, I mean, separate the fact and the fiction. We are actually... Uh, working with Albany Med, County Executive is doing a series of, of um, social media, 20, 30-second uh, little um, just the facts, we call them, just the facts, F-A-Q-S, as in frequently asked questions, separating the myth of can you get COVID-19 by getting a COVID shot? No. What is the importance? Mm-hmm. Just because something has not been, the vaccines have not been, um, gone through the full the full process. It's an emergency authorization. Does it make them any less effective? No. We're hearing from the doctors working with Albany Med, from doctors with doctors um, McKenna and uh, Venditti, to separate the facts from the fiction, and putting that out on social media every day. Uh, we started that uh, late last week, and we have gotten a lot of positive response. Uh, from those folks who have seen that on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, And there are different questions, a couple of different questions every day uh, that are being answered by the professionals, by the people that know. They're not being answered by, you know, someone who's simply guessing. They're not being answered by some anonymous person on the Internet putting up something that that is is likely false. Um, 
you know, we have encouraged people if they have questions, if they want to know more about the different vaccines, to call our health department. We have educators, health educators there that can answer those questions. And we understand that, you know, it's not one size fits all. You know, we're, we are Americans and we are all different and we have all different ideas and opinions. And so we know that everyone is different in how they receive the information, what they need to know, and what's going to make them feel comfortable or uncomfortable. And so that's why we've tried to do all kinds of different things to accommodate every type of community, every type of person. And we continue to offer all kinds of opportunities for people to get the vaccine and to ask those questions. We have clinics um, that continue to go on. We put out our, our press release every day about you know, where people can go to get the vaccinations, whether it's a school, whether it's a boys and girls club, um, whether sometimes like at, in Albany at Bleecker Stadium or at the Altamont Fair. We're actually um, going to be there throughout the fair. So people going to the fair can actually uh, stop in, no appointment, and roll up their sleeve and, and get a vaccination. Um, you know, we do this in, in tandem with our partners, uh, with Schenectady County, with the health department. We do them over in Rensselaer County if we're, if, um, you know, we're assisting sometimes at Valley Cats um, games. We do all kinds of things so that we can make ourselves most accessible. But every single day, Monday through Friday, from 9 to 3, at the Albany County Department of Health at 175 Green Street, anyone can walk in that is eligible and get a shot. Of course, you know, when we're talking about the, the 12 plus, anybody who's a, a minor would have to be accompanied by, um, by a guard, parent or guardian and would have to, you know, the form would have to be signed off on. But you come in and you don't. You know, you're, you're in and out. And we, you know, have different incentives that we've offered uh, over the period of time. I know this week, um, you know, the Albany Empire is in the playoffs. And so we made an announcement that uh, if you get a vaccination between um, August uh, 4th, uh, which happens to be a, whenever the show is running, it will already be passed, a vaccination between August 4th and August 7th. Uh, you can go to the box office, produce your vaccination card showing the date that you got your vaccination between the 4th and the 7th of August and get a free ticket to a playoff game on Saturday. Um, oh, wow. You know, there are different things. Now, is that going to get someone to get a shot? I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Whatever we do to encourage people to get a shot and get us over that threshold to protect our community we don't want to have to go back to what we did last year. Right. Um, whatever we can no. work, work to do. And County Executive McCoy has said that. I mean, right now the recommendations based on, based on the numbers, the CDC guidelines, you know, we are in a substantial uh, community transmission zone, which means that it's a, um, a higher rate of transmission person to person uh, of getting COVID-19. And what does that mean according to the CDC? Their guidelines recommend wearing a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not, when you're indoors. So you go to a public building, you go to the grocery store, you, you know, go anywhere that 
that you could previously not have a mask on if you were fully vaccinated, and the recommendation is that you put one on, vaccinated or not. Um, you just brought up a good point, Mary, and that's masks, and that's people going out for shopping, whether it's grocery shopping or maybe to the mall to get something. The Back in 2020, in March uh-huh. of 2020, um, everything just shut down almost overnight, and now that the the cases are spiking, do you think that businesses might close down in the near future? What do you? What's your assessment? Well, I, you know, I think that I think that people are are being cautious, and I think we, you know, need to make sure that that we're all keeping our guard up. We're not letting our guard down. And I don't think that, that businesses will be closing if um, I think they'll be paying closer attention to the recommendations. I think they'll be suggesting um, following the CDC guidelines as we are and making a suggestion that, you know, if you're, if you're fully vaccinated, that's one thing the CDC does recommend if you're entering you know, a, a public space to to wear a mask. I don't think anyone wants to mandate that. Um, but I think what we did see is when more people were vaccinated and masks came off, I think they came off of more than just the people who were vaccinated. I think there, I think there are, and we do know, that there are people who were unvaccinated that decided to take the mask off. And that's what's causing uh, some of the problems, um, some of the transmission. And, you know, that's just, it's just not, it's just not safe and it's not responsible to do that and put others at risk. Um, If you're not vaccinated, by all means, you should be wearing a mask, um, regardless of what the reason is. For those who have gotten the vaccination, uh, will there be what they've been calling a booster shot. Do you think people in the near future will have to get booster shots to protect themselves from the variants? You know, I, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not a medical professional. I only know what um what I hear um from the experts. Um I do know based on what they have been saying that, you know, if we do not continue to get people vaccinated and reach that herd immunity, the likelihood that this um, the variant will continue to mutate and might necessitate uh, the need for boosters. We've heard it, we've heard everything, right, when you, when you listen to the experts. But I think that, you know, you follow the science and the data. And, you know, County Executive McCoy has said that from the beginning. We, our, our response uh, is adjusted accordingly based on the science and the data. And, if we're not moving in the right direction, uh, the medical community has indicated that the, that there could be a you know a further mutation and and we could go further steps back instead of moving forward. So businesses, for the most part, um, are they working from home still? What do you think? Well, it depends the type of business. I think I think we have. Um, many folks who are still um, hesitant 
about returning to a workplace, and and I think that's only been underscored by um, by an uptick in positive cases and the spread of the Delta variant. Um, so there are certainly, I, I think, a fair number of people that are still working from home or doing a hybrid situation. Um, I think we've seen that there are pros and cons to uh, people not being in all in one setting. I think we've learned that there are many facets of, of businesses that can be done without, um, without coming into an office setting. I think the things that we have seen that are lost are, you know, some of the um, uh, camaraderie, some of the, you know, some of those social skills and things that, that people enjoyed uh, about being uh, in an office. And I think some of that spontaneity um, is lost when um, when you're trying to, you know, when when you're perhaps trying to brainstorm something and then to go through Zoom or a phone call or, or something that's not face to face uh, immediately in person can be a little bit of a deterrent. Um, I, I think there are, like I said, there are there are pros and cons to everything. I mean, some people have said it's um, a negative because if you're at home and you don't separate out. Uh, the division of what is work and what is personal, then you're working more and you're being more stressed. Some have said they like working from home because it cuts down on the commute time and they have more quality time with their family. Right. Um, so, you know, there, there are, there, but there are both sides um, to the argument. And so would the increase in COVID due to the, to the uh, variants, even though there's been an uptick, mm-hmm. are the are the people who have been admitted to the hospital are they as sick as they were previously? And what about the mortality rate? Well, I can speak to some of that, not all of that, um, but just you know, having um, having heard from Dr. McKenna and having spoken with Dr. McKenna at Albany Med. I mean, when we're seeing people coming into the hospital, um, you know, the people that are being admitted, um, it's, it's different. Sometimes they're being admitted because they need to be rehydrated. Um, they're not being admitted and then going right onto ventilators. I mean, I think that's a big difference from a year ago or even a little bit more than a year ago. So um, we see people, like I said, that are people that are not going into the ICUs um, throughout uh, throughout our hospitals in the capital region, and that's a good sign. And, you know, we still are at fewer hospitalizations than we were, you know, a few months ago. Um, although, we, you know, we are seeing a few more people going into the hospital, we're still, like I said, at today, you know, we're still in, in the single digits, which is a far cry from where we were uh, before. So uh, we're not out of the woods, but I think that, you know, the effects are milder um, and, we still need to be cognizant that unless everyone is vaccinated or a majority of people are vaccinated, this will continue. So, Mary, we just have about a minute left. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you give your the uh, contact information if anybody wants to know more um, uh, as to what the county is doing? Can you give mm-hmm. out your your contact info? Sure. I think if anybody wants to know um, what is going on in, in Albany County with COVID-19, the best thing to do is go to our website, which is albanycounty.com. If you go to the website, there is a red bar 
at the top, which says COVID-19 uh, pandemic and vaccination clinics and, and all of that. If you just if you click on that or click, you know, you can you'll actually uh, see another big coronavirus symbol. If you click on any of that, you can actually go and you can see our latest videos, uh, our information, the different different things that um, that we have provided, the latest news the county executive has provided on the far left with the latest. Um, uh, press release and information, and I think that is the best way uh, for you to stay up to date. Okay, Mary, I always appreciate your availability because this is a, a subject that is really uh, people are, are are still afraid, scared, and uh, changing their whole lifestyle uh, to remain safe. So you've been listening to Mary Rosak. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. Thank you, Mary, um, for taking the time to be on Focus on Albany. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.